Welcome to Girls' Night with Raven and Alexis. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. And you guys, this is this is it. This is the episode I've been talking about for uh, the past seven days. So, oh, Raven just, can't breathe. I can't, I can't see. Breathe. Things are just rocking and rolling. <laughs> this is going to be a great <laughs> podcast. Okay, so... Our guest today, she is a Disney Channel legend. If you are a millennial or even some of you Gen Zers out there, you know her. She was iconic for the voice of Kim Possible. She was Rin, the big sister of Shia LaBeouf on Even Stevens, and she carried the movie Cadet Kelly as far as I'm concerned. And now she has added to her list of accomplishments by becoming a wife, a mom, and a YouTube superstar where she has our favorite Disney stars come and cook with her called Christie's Throwback Kitchen, which as of today has over 15.1 million views. God damn! She is the legendary Christy Carlson Romano. Woo! Thank you for I, coming. I did not know that. Statistic about the, the, yes. the view count. I this morning. 15.1 million. Do you know how many I have? 11. <laughs> 11 views 11 so that you, that's really amazing so many we have so many awesome guests on yes. ckc that must be what it is and we've got you know we're we've still got a few a few more weeks that we just came back from california and did a, a round of filming so anyway thank you for having me on the show this is fun i have to get my girls night in somewhere because i have two young girl daughters and yes I never and they're so beautiful. Have you seen her children? Oh, no, I need to say beautiful children. They look one looks exactly like my husband. Like, <laughs> like literally, people don't think that I'm her mother when I'm out because she's got bright blue eyes and blondy blonde hair. Her name is Isabella. She's the first. <gasps> and the second one kind of looks like me. I okay. love Isabella. They're yeah. so cute. They're so cute. I hope my children come out looking like me and not my boyfriend. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> anyways, okay, you have done so many things. Like if you look up your Wikipedia page, you have done, I think, so many roles and and singing, dancing, acting, everything that we're not even uh, capable of <laughs> capable of or realizing but recently you've done your YouTube which is Christy's Throwback Kitchen and so tell us more about that where did you come up with the idea and you have so many guests on like so many guests that are on so tell us like how you come up with everything that you're doing sure I've got some excellent questions to start off with as well so wow such a great question Raymond um so CKT came from me and my husband, Brendan, who's my producing partner. Uh, we were traveling, I was doing Comic-Cons a lot. Uh, I was really enjoying meeting fans that way. And uh, people were, you know, very, very supportive. I really do have the best fans because they all grew up with me. And so they all feel very kindred to me. They feel very much like there's that connection. And I yes. very much yeah. I honor that. I take that very seriously. Like I never shunned the responsibility of being a role model. I certainly had my struggles, but like, I didn't, I didn't feel like that was something I didn't want. Right. Um, so I really do love the typecasting that I had in the Disney stuff that I did, which was like strong, empowered, main character chick, mm -hmm. you know? So I was all about that. But when people were coming up to me, they were like, so what are you doing now? And like, there's so many people from that time, that time in Disney and Nickelodeon that we would, you know, see and we miss. 
So, so many people came up to me for this for so long, so consistently that me and my husband put our heads together and in approaching social media, because, you know, my numbers aren't as big as some people that came a little bit, like a couple generations, I would say after me in in like the high school musical and those kinds of that kind of generation, because we're really the OG. It was pre-social media You're the elite. You're the elite. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'll take it. But we don't have those, those numbers. And so we've had to grow them. And so for me, it's been about growth and it's been about making authentic content that's high quality and like catching, catching people in the fields. And so wholesome content's important. Also Mm -hmm. wholesome content, you know, makes sponsors want to invest in you. Totally. um, I was like, let's do this. Let's have fun with it. Um, You know, we were told that cooking content is something that, you know, everybody eats. But what I like, what I like about merging nostalgia with food is, you know, nostalgia is in a way comfort food. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's kind of like all, all intertwined in that way. And so, yeah, we've had, I've, I've really had to hustle to get the guests on the show, especially during COVID. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I bet. I mean, we had such a great run. I was building and building and building and then COVID hit. And then I'm sure you guys can relate, although you guys are doing a fantastic job producing from your studio but it was one of those things where we really had to go to the drawing board. And yep. even now we're starting to pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, but we did just recently go back to California for um, my daughter's birthday. My Isabella is born on Christmas Eve. Oh. So we went back to California, even though I just moved here in November and put up Christmas decorations. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so we were gone for like three weeks. And one of those weeks we did manage to film in our Airbnb that we chose for the kitchen and like kind of just pivoted. It's like a nonstop pivot when you're a content yes. creator. And exactly. so this is very different. It's very different. Like in a way, alternative programming, reality and, and stuff like this, cooking stuff, it's really empowering when you're doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you can call the shots, it's great. But you do have to constantly be on the move and uh, about, you know, in regards to staying organized and when you have kids mm-hmm. too it is a bit it is a bit difficult but to answer right. your question that is the the genesis or the pathway of which the content has become like my my thing right I now. love it it's I love so it. good like I I binge watch your YouTube series and you have like you said, it's so like almost like comfort food combined with comfort shows. You had like Topanga on there and you had like Ron Stoppable and y'all made nachos. Like that was, yeah. it's so cool to see that. So I think you have, this is a brilliant idea and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and COVID's just a bump in the road. Yeah. 15.1. And you recently started. I mean, it hasn't been like a years and years thing. You, this is fairly recent. Yeah, we're really only about two years in. Yeah, and- I've had my YouTube channel for um, 11 years and I have 11 views. So <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I promise you it, it, it's a matter of being organized. Yeah, no, the, it was it was just I would just throw up videos like it wasn't consistent. But Raven and I are going to start our girls night YouTube. So hopefully, oh, yeah, we hopefully succeed. we'll get there. On <laughs> hopefully we are going to get 15.1. You, yes. you also have so many guests on there and you do different things. Like who has been your favorite guest and what has been your favorite thing to make? Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> That's like a, a Sophie's choice. Um, <laughs> um, 
It's, it's difficult because I really don't know personally the majority of the guests I've been having on because at a certain point you run out of people, right? you know, from my even Stevens cast or my Kim Possible cast, which are, you know, the ones that a lot of people go and watch. But realistically, like I'm getting some other really amazing actors on there and I haven't really had one-on-one time with them. Yeah. So I have Candace Cameron Bure coming up. Oh, <gasps> Nice. I have Julia White coming up, who is Urkel. Yes, you. Mm. Oh my gosh, it, this is I, just going to get bigger and bigger for you. It's and that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's interesting because I really do my research about the fields and like yes. what people don't really realize that they they want to see, but they right they, it hits them in the fields. That's going to be amazing. I'm very proud of the show. I really am. I'd love to make a cookbook of what we've already done. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of every once in a while in in the Disney era, like back in our day, I don't know if they still do this, but they would do crossover shows with different Uh uh, shows. Like they'd have, I don't know, like even Stevens crosses over with like, uh, I don't know. I can't, I'm like drawing a blank. Yes. Lizzie McGuire or something. I know that Kim Possible crossed over with Lilo and Stitch. Yes. 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 But he did that a lot with TGIF shows. And And I love that. And that's what your show is giving that we didn't always get from Disney. You know, it was special to get that. And teaching people how to cook that don't know how to cook. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A.K.A. me. And And you know what? Honestly, a lot of my guests, they don't. (laughs) So, how to cook. so they come and they're like, what am I doing? I noticed a few. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's, 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 it is, it's a fun, accessible cooking show for people who don't know how to cook. Yeah, I had to Google how to mince garlic. <laughs> you need a mincer for starters. Like, what, how, I, do you need like a, like a, a tool? No, you, you yeah, just need a knife, yeah, really. It's a really cool tool. But it's probably not as cheap. Like you couldn't find it at a dollar store. A mincer is like a particular thing, or you'd have to cut it and chop it. Like yeah, that's really- hard. It is hard. <laughs> Qu- quarantine. Oh, you could put it in like you have a really nice blender. Like you could do that. I don't yes. even know how to saute. I don't know how to saute mince. You know what? You learn from her YouTube channel. Oh that's no, what I, I know. That's what I said. Okay. I, that's why I'm gonna learn how to cook. There, it's also great for people that don't know how to cook, aka yeah. me, who I doesn't can't. even know what saute means. Exactly. So. <laughs> quarantine has helped me cook. I've learned to cook through through the quarantine. Yeah, you know? I, I can. Your, your love it. Can we just mention her cosplay today? We haven't done <laughs> this yet, and it's fabulous. The, the KP cosplay with the hair. Thank you. The fit. The fit, the fit, the fit. is immaculate. Okay, I am Alexis Sweaters, and I dressed up as Kim Possible slash Cadet Kelly. It's funny that she even wore the pants, and nobody can see that. Yeah, I wore the pants. They're my boyfriend's pants. That's really awkward that we fit in the same pants. But he has slim gym legs like me. So this is the outfit. And well, we, it's leg day when you get home. <laughs> it's leg oh. day. He, he needs calf implants. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> We're just going to move on from calf implants because, like, I don't know what to add to that without insulting Tyler. Okay. <laughs> So, Alexis, I'm going to let you ask this because... I'm crying. I'm crying. You, um, <laughs> this is some of the first things that Excuse you me. wanted to know about Disney and working at Disney and the pressure and stuff. So, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take it for a second. Okay. So, which one? Any, anything you want to ask. Anything I want to ask? Okay. So, which character was your favorite of all time? Oh, my goodness. That's really tough. 
I know um, you're you have so you have had so many great roles, but I feel like all your roles me? have been so like cool, empower, empowering, and like independent badass bitches. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See, and I also I also played Belle on Broadway. Yes, oh, I was gonna yeah. mention that. Who you, also is a badass independent. She reads. She reads books. Yeah, and a she lot reads. Princesses don't read. I think she might be the only literate princess. princess. Yeah. 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 And and Gaston was like all up on her ass, and she was like, <laughs> "No, I want to like leave me alone." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. She didn't care about looks. <laughs> so, okay. Be- do you think Belle was your favorite, even though she wasn't? D- Disney? I think that was okay, Disney. So oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, wow, that was weird. No, no, it's, I had yeah, a brain she, fart. I had a brain fart. Before Disney, she was not Disney, right? She was like something else. Right? I think like, Broadway like, mixed up my head for a second. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I am literally Disney's number one fan. How the fuck did I just oh miss that shit. up? I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, I forgive you. I forgive you. Okay, okay, okay. Um uh, who, who else? And oh, one also thing, this was not on the list, but was how awkward was it when you had to do the Disney sign? Because it really wasn't, wasn't it just a green you know, screen? Actually, that's a good point. So I wouldn't say Belle. Okay, so I would say it's a toss-up between Belle and Kim Possible. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I had done Kim Possible's voice, but Belle was more like I brought the Kim Possible like energy to me playing Belle. Yeah. Every girl who played Belle brought something different to it when they were you know in the stage production of it. And I felt like I wanted to bring that like independence and like the, you know, that fierceness that I had with KP. I just was kind of building on that vibe of, of being empowered. So I was just kind of, that's just, that's just, yeah, it's a toss up. It's really, really hard. I have been really blessed though to, to have that kind of typecast. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I think that's just on being a, the brunette, you know, <laughs> that was the casting was the smart brunette. Yep. Um, so I was like, I'll lean into it. But now I'm like, not even like, what am I? <laughs> I don't know what I am. I literally wear a different wig every day. I was lighter <laughs> and I went darker and I'm I'm on the dark side for life, I think. Even your hair's so pretty. Oh, thanks. Oh, we had a question about your hair. So when you were on <laughs> Even Stevens, I swear to you, so many people ask me this. Your hair was so shiny. What <gasps> were you doing? What who who what was mask? Your, yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> what shampoo and conditioner? Oh my goodness, that's so funny. I had I so many people about- ask that. I thought you were going to talk about the butterfly clips. Oh, my God. I oh. love Raven more butterfly clips, I think, within the past year. Yeah, I have. <laughs> they are. And I bet you in the springtime they're going to come back, too, because they're oh. like kind of circling. But, like, why not? That's so cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> for my girls. That'd be really cute to try out with them. So oh, cute. Okay. You can get them at Claire's. I don't Claire's. really know what to tell you other than I was young. I was, like, 16. And... Uh, uh, I believe that they were using shine spray on my hair. Ah. I believe they were using like, yeah, like uh, I'm trying to think if it was Bumble and Bumble or what it was Probably. At the time that they were that they were spraying on me, but they were definitely spraying a shine spray on my hair. Well, shine spray sales just went up. That's yeah. for sure, a hundred percent. And your hair still looks good. But you didn't. I you, I wanted to know one question. This was off the list when you did the Disney. Um, oh, sorry, Mickey. <laughs> the. With the wand, yeah, was yeah. it awkward filming because like it's yeah. not really there, right? So they gave me a green stick. <laughs> they give you the wand. They give you the oh, green they did okay stick or whatever, and then they have you do it, and then it's a green screen. So I think they just track the, the movement wand or whatever. I don't actually know how they how they how they did it before it was available on like 
TikTok. How many times did How many times did you think you have to, you had to do it? <laughs> I, I didn't need to do it that many. Times. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, like the first or second. Time. <laughs> you, it, that <laughs> they wanted variation. You know what I mean? Like they would just want you to do different ways of being friendly and happy. Yeah. And like, no, of course. It, like every, you know what it became very clear to me is that the branding of every single one of us became very much like this is like I said I was the smart brunette and right then Hillary was the bubbly blonde and then Shia yeah she was probably the has to do it twenty five times just kidding well, <laughs> so they wanted you to do a range of your personality, personality. Yeah. but it wasn't like I could actually just be me like for yes. example they did these things where they were like Disney kids are just like you and they would like interview you about your life and you would be I like, remember those yes yeah see I'm throwing up the nostalgia for you yeah I love it be like interviewed and they would be like how do you celebrate the holidays and you would have to be like oh you know I'm just I'm just waiting for Santa (laughs) really like media trained but 9-11 had happened and I had literally had to get back to film the last season of Even Stevens and I wasn't going to fly I was terrified because I was in New York City Mm -hmm. for (gasps) 9-11 wow I was at I was in performing arts high school and it happened it just so happened that it was my senior year and I was there for two weeks and I was going to go fly back out to start my last season of even Stevens filming. And, and so we were on lockdown in, you know, 60th street and 10th Avenue was where I went to school and we were on lockdown and like everyone's cell phones wasn't working. And like, we were hearing all this news in the auditorium where they were holding us. It was so terrifying. Oh my and God. Then wow. I managed to get out because my sister was also in New York City at the time. And we w- had to walk like all the way from 60th to like, you know, Grand Central. And we managed to get the first, you know, train ride out. And during that train ride, it was really traumatizing because everyone had soot and ash on them. because Oh, they were my, God. Yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. my reality, right? And then they right. had me, they had me do one of these little commercials. Oh, wow. right after that? Yeah. Wow. And and oh like honestly, God. like I'm getting, I'm getting like um, goosebumps. I am too. I was like, maybe I'm a weirdo. Crazy. I'm getting goosebumps over this. It was real. And and but the thing was, so I took a train all the way from New York back to California with my mom. <gasps> and I was like, I was so freaked out. Everyone was freaked out back yeah. then. Yeah. Flying. Everyone was like, nobody's flying. No one knows what's happening. It was like so crazy. Anyway, so I get back and they're like, well, we need you to promote third season, but you know, since everything's happened and you were in New York. Can, can we please have you do a little something, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. So I went and I like told the story that I kind of just told you, but it was so fresh in my memory that I was like really emotional. Yeah. Did they use any of that? No, of course not. Right. But like, were, right. But I think that's said, real. That was yeah, like real and authentic. I know, but they didn't want this, you know, and then yeah. my mom. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want... No, of course. I remember I was in second grade. I, I'm from Jersey. So like literally there was ashes in my pool. Like I live in Sequaukes, which is like yeah. right outside of New York. Yeah. And a lot rem- of the soot and stuff probably fell there. Huh? Yeah. It was in my pool. I remember I literally you could see the whole skyline from my backyard. And like literally my stepdad like saw uh, the first plane and wow. like it was and then there was all ash in my pool. Like, sh- but I was in second grade. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, okay. but it was it but was the ripple effect of that too, though. It's like how that affects your adolescence, kind of like yes. what's happening right now. Where like yes. my baby's some of her first memories are me in a mask, right? You know? Yeah, right. There's just it's it's so hard. It's it it is it, adolescence is very important to protect. 
you know, and I'm sure, you know, Raven and you guys have read one of my articles, but like, yes, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a topic to me that's very important. It's not something that I put on my YouTube and it's not something that, but I have chatted with my guests about, you know, like, um, the girl from Matilda named Mara Wilson. Yes. Yes. He's, she was also in Mrs. Doubtfire and she became this like badass writer chick and went to NYU and like completely like rejected the notion of the, of being famous and, uh, and became an intellectual, but now she's acting again, ironically, but we chatted a lot about, you know, her navigating that or like, she, um, Lipnicki, uh, Johnny Lipnicki, who is, uh, uh, in Stuart Little. Yes, oh yes, it, yes. It's yes. a little boy in um, Jerry Maguire. Oh my like, God, yes. He was so cute. He was so cute. I don't know what he looks like now. He's super handsome guy. Really? Adult. Like He got into like jujitsu and he's like jacked. Shut up. Okay. I need he to Google him. Like, he does not have to do leg day. Google it. Oh my God, my face My face did not recognize my my. Well, of screen. course not. You're Lindsay Lohan. No, I'm Kim Possible, bitch. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. You talk about, you know, after that so, so tragic of a thing happened and you're in New York City and having to go back and and film one of those like we're normal we're like you Disney kids thing um it I I understand that the Disney producers or or higher-ups don't want to burden their audience or scare their audience I wouldn't want my kid to watch you know that either especially if they didn't understand however did they ever take into consideration the child actors psyche I mean it sounds like they were very aware of what they the perception they should put on um out there do you know what I mean but for you carrying that burden did they take care of your emotional or physical needs in that way so Disney has the policy uh even within the parks from what I've read recently that these children are not their children. Uh, I think it's an overall company policy. And I, for a while, I was frustrated with it because I felt like, you know, how can you just completely shirk responsibility when you're employing these kids and it's essentially child labor, but they don't want to interfere with yeah. parenting. With the family you know I mean? dynamic. Like, right. How can, and then, and then who's, and who's left to clean up the mess? Like, right. that's not really their job. That's not really their job. And and yeah. so I get it. it it's, it, it's a harsh reality, right? yeah. but it, it is a reality that, that uh, is, uh, now that being said, I would say that they have set some things in motion to that protect. I'm aware of. Well, yeah. And of course, SAG, it's like a constant thing. And I, I advocate for SAG to have you know, they had a program and I'm not sure if it's still around, but it was called, um, the looking ahead program and Fred, um, Savage, who was from that show, uh, you know, Fred Savage, you guys know him. Yes, yes, yes. He was the ambassador to to the union, um, to be like, you know, this is this program. So he, he's, you know, everyone was behind it and it was essentially social workers talking to actors in the union from the ages of six to 18 and it was like helping them along. And then, they have conversations with their parents about how to do, take care of their money and like just anything problems on set they could like internally deal with. And then the kids would come to each other and have play dates essentially in different age ranges. And then when they were prepping for college, they had like college prep. I was so enthusiastic about this program and it requires funding. Yeah. And so 
when when it comes to stuff like this, it's just not something I think that it really isn't the union's responsibility mm-hmm. either. So whose responsibility is it? Right. But again, I will say, so like Disney has, um, um, they have been taking a lot of steps towards uh, having sort of like a community infrastructure with the yeah. kids. Whereas when I was, you know, just starting, I was the OG, they didn't have that stuff. Right. And they had media training, but that was more or less like, here are the topics of conversation. Yeah, like how you should... interviewed, you know, I'm sure when you guys have had that. So it was very like basic. Yeah. Yes. How old were you when you were on Even Stevens? So 14. Just funny story. <laughs> I was 14 when we got, when I got the pilot. Oh my God. I wasn't until I was 16 that we started because they took a year to deliberate whether they were going to pick it up because oh. they were just the way they Well, thank God they did. And That's second of all, <laughs> and second of all, I just Googled what John, I don't know how to say it. That Lip Nicky. Lip Nicky. <laughs> he is buff as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally, wait, this is not the same man. This no, is not, he glowed up. He no, glowed up. I know, but this is insane. Raven, he I has a, I think a tw- 12 pack. It's so fun to see these Aww. people turn into adults. Raven. And he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Oh he my really God. Is. We're going to post that on the Instagram. Single, but he's a very good guy. Wait. No, I'm counting his abs. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like seven and a half. He looks great. That's insane. Thank you for that. Thank you. How do you think you turned out so amazing and smart compared to some of the others that either we never hear of them again or they become superstars, but only because of their uh, not so good reputation? How, how do you think you navigated that? And you're so sweet and nice and down to earth. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're like, thanks. I know. That's <laughs> just- correct. Um, no, yeah, I hear it a lot. And I obviously, I like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, and I, I'm, I've grown a lot. And now being a parent, um, I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to, to grow as well. But I kept perspective for the most part. I'd like to think that I kept perspective and I, uh, I went back to school a lot. So my fallback wasn't necessarily like a family because my family was, you know, my family was supportive, but they also had their own stuff going on. So like, I didn't have the world's coziest, perfect family. Sure. Uh, and I would tell you a hundred percent. Oh no, no, sorry. Let's take that. (laughs) 99% of the families that put their children in this business are dysfunctional. Right. Yes, right. 1% of the families that I've seen that put their kids in the business, and of course those kids are well-adjusted, yeah. are the kinds of families that have multiple kids in the business and are killing the game. Yeah. And those parents have maybe been actors or they just have a knack at, you know, um, investing their kids money wisely or like getting after the business and protecting them and, and just seeing being professional on set and that, but we're talking about like the stage mom who wanted to be a, who was a beauty queen from right. Wisconsin and her little <laughs> kid can sing. So she takes her there and like, you know, like that kind of stuff is happening uh, so, nine times out of So 10. they're living so, like vicariously through their child in a I way. Think some, I think to some degree, I think to some degree, there's something there that, but it is hard as a parent, man. It's a hard conversation. It's like, people ask me this all the time about my kids. And like, I watched the recently, I watched that 
Social Dilemma. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh, I was scared yes. to watch. I'm scared to watch it. I watched it. It's terrifying. <laughs> I, I had to privatize my girl's Instagram because yes. I just felt like, like look, they have verified pages, good, but they don't need to be public right now. Right. Yeah, no, of course. Right. I got my degree uh not a degree. I got a certificate from SMU here in Dallas for uh full web development front end and back end and we went over it was basically like a class of social dilemma and Uh it was terrifying and the responsibility kind of like it's kind of like a a corporation kind of thing like Disney and my mom's a principal it's kind of uh goes hand in hand with them you can't take responsibility the companies or schools or whatever can't take responsibility for everything. Yeah. There has to be someone at home that makes those barriers and those guidelines. And, and some people have that and some don't. And it's so right. sad when, when people don't have that in their life. Right. It is, it is sad. And it's like, unfortunately we're just seeing the ramifications, the consequences of that lack of structure yes. in these lives. Um, so much more publicly, like the Amanda Bynes, where I'm sure she was suffering and who knows if she was on the proper medication. And so now it's like, she's this joke, but she, you know, she's been really working. Right. Like she's been fighting for her mental health for years now. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of got its own narrative. Like people have kind of, she doesn't really have control over that narrative. Other people are taking control of that narrative, which I think is, is, is very hard to live with if you're not going to get in front of it or, figure out how to manage it. So in that way, I've been, I've been managing that pretty, I think effectively. I feel like you're an amazing mother. Can you be mine? (laughs) (laughs) I will. No, literally if my mother put me in Disney, I would be Amanda Bynes a (laughs) hundred percent because my mom would want is a fame more. So you you know what I mean? Tracy Waters. Tracy Waters is an amazing mother. I love her. She listens to every podcast. That's why I make I just joke. But she is a fame whore. So she would want to take all my money and say that she did all the work. So shout out to Tracy Waters. I will say, I will say that it is, it does get murky. It does get gray. There's a gray area between mom, manager, and friends. Yeah. That, that was very difficult. Me and my mom had to take a year off from each other when I was Mm -hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard, you know, like I took a break from just overall, like convert, like, yeah, just basically I didn't talk to my mom for a year. Yeah. And- I think like s- someone else I recently was listening to an interview. I think it was like Matthew McConaughey. I could be wrong. I think it was him that didn't speak to his mother for like eight years because of that. Or I think that might've been Brad Pitt. No, no. Brad Pitt loves his mom. I think um, it was fuck, Matthew I McConaughey. Know. I could be wrong, but uh, that's, I could see the struggle of that definitely um in just to back up a little bit I was doing some, my research on you of course and in Teen Vogue in 2019 you had a article that says that's called my private breakdown and if you have not read this article listeners you need to just google it look it up it's really really powerful Alexis was calling me today and I was like reading through this I was like I can't talk to you right now I'm reading yeah about Christy Carson Romano but you had so many good things in here and I as even though I didn't and wasn't a child star and didn't have the same life as you there are so many things in this article that I resonated with and one of the things was you said imposter syndrome had stiff competition against my self-hatred 
Mm-hmm. And your imposter syndrome of having the reputation of being the perfect brunette, smart, girl, smart, yeah. makes good decisions and is a good role model. Um, I did not have it on the scale that you did, of course, but uh, coming off the show, The Bachelor, that definitely was my persona. And it is my persona, but that's only a part of mm-hmm. who I truly am. So in this article, you talk about how you kind of rebelled against that privately, that you know wasn't as out there as maybe like Shia LaBeouf or some other people that you had worked with. Right, but right. how did you reconcile yourself with that imposter syndrome that you had with your also rebellion how did you balance it out to the to the moment you recognized your flaws and accepted them and then how did you move forward from there because really you're still seen as the perfect person (laughs) Raven, that was amazing. That was the most amazing question I've ever heard in my entire life. I know life. that's a loaded like, question, but I'm just like, oh I'm so sorry if I just like laid a, a ton of bricks on you, but I just thought that was, that was so amazing. interesting. I you are. I'm telling you, I pushed out humans, multiple humans from my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> that will shock me, I assure Yeah. Okay. So in a word, sobriety. So... I, it took me taking accountability. The pathway to sobriety is the way I look at that struggle now. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing hard. Well, <laughs> you said I, no, I, no judgment here. I experimented, but nothing like, you know, nothing like heroin, nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But you know, I partied, you know, I was in Hollywood and I drank a lot and there was a lot of guys around like do the math. Like yeah, that yeah. stuff was happening. I was lonely. I was insecure. I wasn't filming things. I was supposed, like I said, I was rebelling. I wanted to feel sexy. Like right. all of these things are happening to these young actors as they're transitioning. I had, like I say in the article, I'm not the first and I'm not the last. Yes. Like, I also don't see myself as a victim because again, sobriety has granted me the gift of accountability. Yep. And with that accountability comes clarity uh, more and more every day. Right. The farther, I mean, you know, there's like, there was, a time when it was like, I couldn't tell you, even though I wasn't drunk every day, but I couldn't tell you a range of time that I hadn't drank every yeah. single day. And it was a matter of the fact that I had, you know, bad relationship after bad relationship mm-hmm. and just the codependency uh, of that. And, oh my God, oh my God, you want to hear something so funny? So Absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of tidbits that people have not gotten before. So this is, I'm telling you, this is, if people have ever heard anything, this is, I think, a very good interview. Um, <laughs> um, good job, Ravi. You, know, like, you know, there's like a call sheet, you know, and there's like numbers yeah. on a call sheet of like yes. one, two, three. Shut up. I already know. I feel like I know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this one guy, like this is how, how horribly disconnected I was from having a personal life that was like non-toxic to having like a toxic relationship with my career. Okay. Um, in the darker points of, you know, of my twenties. Um, I had this guy and he was dicking me around and, you know, we had been engaged for a brief amount of time. Oh. And then he finally found like the girl of his dreams, which, you know, I'm like, whatever, like, Mazel tov. <laughs> yeah. But at, the time, at the time it was like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. And it took a long time to heal from this because codependency. But, yeah. um, I remember he wanted to date her and me at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, motherfucker. 
I'm I'm like, fucking Kim Passmore. I'm bitch. number one on the call sheet. <laughs> yes. I told no, him. <laughs> I was like, I had to tell him this. You know, I was like super hungover and called him like crying and like racing in my car, about to get into an accident on the one on one. I was like, I'm gonna be number one on the call sheet. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, I'll never forget. That must be one of the most embarrassing things I've ever said. No, you have to let it out. (laughs) Alexis and I were just talking last episode or episode before last that every once in a while we'll be like in the grocery store somewhere random. And that person that we went through that traumatic relationship with pops in our head. And like you said, hindsight is 2020. And we're like, what the hell was I doing with this man? Like I look back and I'm just like, who was what, I? Who was I? Because yeah. I would yeah. never put up with that shit now. But like, so you didn't need sobriety. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. Cheers to that. Sorry. No, but you I was like, who was I? Who I, was she? Who was she? Because who did she think she was? Yeah, <laughs> and I would let him get away with like literally things. Like people were telling things. I had proof, and I was still, still allowed it. Yeah, because. It's our self-worth is so damaged, is. I think. 100%. And as you, could, as you can understand, your self-worth is jacked when you're a child actor. Oh, oh I yeah, can I only imagine. My self-worth was jacked when I was, on the, when I was a dolphin shark on The Bachelor. <laughs> and like, that's not really that cool. <laughs> you also said, Christy, in this article that you were at your lowest point when you, right before you met your husband. And I can totally relate to that. I was at my lowest point a year before, less than a year before I met my fiance. I was living with my parents, crying on their couch. My dad had stage four, we thought at the time, stage four lung cancer, had three months to live. He's still alive now, thank God. But um, I had dropped out of law school. And I was just at my lowest, lowest point. And I think you you conveyed this very elegantly in here that even when you were at your lowest, something good happened to you. And it didn't mean that your struggle stopped there, but you were so glad that you got through that. And I just, the article is so fantastic. I, thank I you. just love it. I thank you very much. I wrote it with the intent and I had been wanting to write this article for a long time. Yeah. Because I I can imagine you have been sitting on this for a long time. For sure. And it's like, I didn't go into like doing a tell all book yet. Right. Now that there is so much to tell, but because I feel like I really put a lot on the paper there. And I think because it's condensed and, you know, Teen Vogue, was it Teen Vogue? It was Teen Vogue, right? Yeah. Teen Vogue, I specifically went to Teen Vogue because I thought it would have the, it would, it would, it would have the biggest impact because the kids today are obsessed with fame in a way that I yeah. feel like is extremely unhealthy. Uh, this is yes. disassociative or something like, it's not like they're really not tracking it. Yeah. So I, I thought that that would be the best way to, to pay it forward. And, um, you know, I wasn't looking to be sensationalist about it. It was more to help and it was a PSA and it was more like, Hey, let's, let's have a conversation with somebody like me. Cause if this is what I can give you that has value, let me, let me give it. Right. And I think this is so important because you also said my personal value was irrelevant until validated by my most recent accomplishment. And I think that that is not only goes for child stars. 
I know we feel that coming off of a TV show where your 15 minutes of fame are gone like that, but also just the everyday person where you feel like you have to be validated by your next accomplishment, your, your next job, your next pay raise, you know, the next kid, the next marriage, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. The next milestone, the next highlight reel. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so good. And um, you leave it at, let's see, let me get my little notebook out here. Um, you leave Brandy it at- did such a good job, your journalism. I know point. she, like, I don't, am, don't I feel understand. like I'm just cockboxing this conversation. <laughs> no, you're amazing too. Oh my God, actually, and I'm putting my glasses back on because I look terrifying. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'll, I'll leave it at this. You talked about your sobriety and you hadn't had your uh, a drink since your first pregnancy. And you said you were going to continue to abstain from alcohol. It's been two years since this article has been written and you continue to make clear headed decisions that keep you on the right path. And lastly, I'll say I relate to this one last time, but I relate to this too, because for a long time, drinking alcohol was fun for me. I never had an issue with alcohol per se, but I did feel not um, as clear and my decisions, even what I was listening to or reading or, or whatever kind of stemmed from alcohol. I know that's so strange and no judgment to anyone. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And it's not no judgment at all. I love tequila. Okay. (laughs) And and you know what? Tomorrow I may, I have a birthday party tonight. I'm going to try my best not to have a drink. Whose birthday? Haley Dearman's. Okay. Um, happy birthday, Haley Dearman. <laughs> um, but if I have a drink, that will be fine. But for me personally, I see clarity in my sobriety. So I under I I relate to you. <laughs> Raven, that you was know, so good. There's no judgment for it. And we mentioned before we started recording, like uh, who cares? You know, it's like if yeah. you can manage your like I had said before, like if you can manage your personal growth alongside drinking or whatever yeah whatever you want to do like if it's legal like you do you you know right right. and again everything like I said everything in moderation but if you're actually managing your personal growth and you feel like you're taking accountability you're not hurting people yeah you're you're growing as a person and 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 like all these things like first of all even if you're not I'm still not gonna judge you because my focus Cause my focus is on me. Yes. And, me and my household. Yeah. And that's how serious I take the sobriety. So what I've learned is the self worth. I'm mm-hmm. giving myself more self worth with every day that I choose the right, the next right action, which I know is part of like, these are tidbits of like program and stuff like that, but I'm not actively in program. Like I don't have a sponsor, yeah. Like that's not like something that I got to the point where I needed to, to absolutely have. Yeah. But I had some Al-Anon back in the day because I also had some people in my life that were, you know, um, they call them qualifiers. But like, I I did have some of that, I don't know if vernacular is the word, but like I had like the the information. So I I kind of started to only be able to really understand that information once I was practicing it. So I'm happy, you know what I mean? Like I'm a happy Mm -hmm. person now. And I can honestly say that versus I couldn't say that all the while that, um, you know, a lot of decisions were being made on my behalf and, um, you know, I can't get back that time. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't change the past. Yeah. Right. Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) I just love you so much. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the gym after this. 
that so is that's, your therapy, basically. The no, gym. but like I'm drinking and then I'm going to the gym. <laughs> so that's like I'm being good. Do you, <laughs> baby? Do you? You, you okay. can do anything. I, 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 no, dead ass. I literally go to the gym after. But I don't like, I just like, sw- I take a little swigs. I don't yeah. like get like t- drunk in the podcast, but it just makes me, it's just funner. Well, even <laughs> if you, even if you did get drunk, plastered, that I can't, go, I can't go the, I can't go the gym plastered, well, which yeah, I mean, yeah. I have before, but like, okay. I, okay. Sorry. I, a mom, I, took a, I saw a funny TikTok of a mom who said like, she, she was like drinking a little bit. She did like a little bit of a shot and a chaser. And then she took her kid to like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That so makes it so much more fun. That is literally my mom. Is it my? Is it Tracy Waters TikTok? Because that's probably her. Okay, should, okay, should we do the trivia? Yes. Okay, we're gonna do the trivia since you do the trivia on your YouTube. It's called Throwback Throwdown Challenge on Christie's YouTube. So we're gonna play it with you and Alexis. I'll kind of explain it and then you can give the trivia. So. What we're going to do, we're copying her YouTube channel with the Throwback Throwdown Challenge, is we are going to ask her three different, or four, we have four here, we might ask four, um, trivia questions. If she gets them right, then we are going to uh, drink something disgusting we that we hate. So I hate, so in front of me right now, I have sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> I hate it because I it gives me anxiety and it tastes like asshole. So why do you hate? <laughs> and Raven in front of her has, let's not say the company name because a sparkling water yeah. company <laughs> in front of me, and I loathe sparkling water. So Beyonce, the Beyonce of sparkling water. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, it, it is the best of sparkling water, but it's let's it, yeah, let's just okay. not talk about. Okay, so first things first. What term? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm, ready. I'm ready i'm ready okay so i take my glasses off because i can't see um <laughs> i couldn't see the whole pod cla- <laughs> i couldn't, couldn't see, see the, the whole, whole podcast. podcast i am the scariest ginger you'll ever see <laughs> i'm here for it i actually think it looks really i'm good. just really pa- i'm really pale right now but i don't have any eyebrows i feel like i have no eyebrows but anyways okay sorry um what term does captain stone often use to call kelly from cadet kelly from cadet kelly Nag it. So we got to drink it. <laughs> oh, cheers. I have to open it. Can you? Okay. I'm just going to cover the label with my hands so no one can see. One, two, three. Cheers. Oh, cheers. I actually don't think you'll be able to see it because the can's green. Oh, amazing. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Ew. Ass. Hate it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It tastes so I, I want to get these wrong for you, but. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. Just don't be me. Don't I mean, do us any favors. Yeah, don't do us any favors. <laughs> How does Captain Stone's dress get ruined in the dancing of Cadet Kelly? Uh, the uh, Kelly uh, barrels in with mud and she hugs me um, in, in on a white dress. Yep. Best okay, Kelly accidentally fall. Uh, <laughs> I think she's too good. Ooh, tipping it back. A little. Okay. <laughs> what? what <laughs> okay. What was Kelly's prized possession that Captain Stone destroys? Her rainbow blanket, which is why it's shit. Fiction <laughs> about there being sort of a like a like a pseudo lesbian connection between the two of them, but I, oh, I'm not here interesting. To I'm not here to validate or not validate that. I guess. Do you get a lot of fan fiction and like? Uh, 
what is it called where they dress up all uh comic-con oh, uh, yeah. stuff yeah uh, yeah yeah cosplay for sure cosplay. all the time uh, i'm really basically cool. comic-con her right now is yeah, that a yeah. word he's cosplaying Cos- costume play cosplaying. Oh, yes so she's cosplaying kp and um i've kp i've cosplayed uh, kp as a fun thing on tiktok and halloween and um and stuff like that and it's a pretty comfortable cosplay because some of them like the Watchmen, where she had that little like g-string thing it's like some of these clothes <laughs> off around and yes. they do crazy cosplays and it's you know they even have at comic cons they have signs that say don't touch me just because i'm wearing a cosplay oh wow because it's such a sexy outfit yeah i wanted to get the latex one the- and the guys that come you know they they come in they're a little awkward and yeah oh, they yeah. might be that a little be so and they may have like a uh, such fantasy yeah, about like these a, characters. Okay. Oh, like our episode of fetishes. Oh, you don't even want to know. Go back and watch that if you want a good time. <laughs> um, okay, La- do the last one. Okay, so this is two truths and a lie. Okay. First one: Ren's ex-boyfriend is named Bobby Cleaver. Second one. Louis and Ren, Louise or Ren? Louis. Louis. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Louis and Ren once gave a lunch lady a makeover. Third, Mrs. Stevens was a state senator. So the it was. First, the first one is the lie because his name is Deaver, not Cleaver. Yep, that's right. She. <laughs> she I hate, hate us. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh, I gosh. live in the past. Oh, this is what is I do, crazy. you guys. I know all the things. Oh, you're just too good. We couldn't stump you. I should have asked harder things. Um, you know what? They're pretty hard, though. They are pretty good. Eh. I could have done better. Maybe next time. <laughs> I oh, hate sugar free so rebel. You're so good. You're so good. Okay, we have 10 minutes. So I. Uh, do you have 10 more minutes to spare? Sure. Okay. We we have questions from our girls, not listeners, and let's just uh, do a few like a rapid back fire. and forth rapid fire question and uh, get your answers on some questions everyone's asking. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to? You go first. Okay. So uh, someone wanted to know: Did you have Kim Possible as your ringtone like all of us did? <laughs> I never did, and Aww. I really need to do that, and it's really annoying. And I need to do that. <laughs> Okay, what is your favorite memory with Will on Kim Possible? Because on your uh, show, on your YouTube show, you guys have really great chemistry. We 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 do, and and honestly, the reason why we have the chemistry is because of the Comic Cons. We started doing Comic Cons together, and ah. I think that's my best memories of Will now. Is, oh, nice! Is really getting to know him through traveling. And, yes. Uh, before, what happened was is KP. Oh, sorry, I didn't film KP in person with Will. I unfortunately was uh, in New York going to school at the time uh, in college. I went back to New York to go to college. So I was there and they would patch me in and they were back in LA, him, Draken, everybody, Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart Simpson and also Rufus. Yes. She was there. They were like all in the same room and I would be like patched in. That's why I was so shocked that you guys had such great chemistry because I knew you guys didn't record together. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's where we, that's where we kind of, uh, but also too, he's, he's just such a, he's a great a guy. Great he guy. Kind of, he's off social media. Cause he kind of like, he had an, somebody like tried to cancel him. And so he's had some, something oh, go down mm, and I hate I cancel, con- ca- cancel culture. You can only cancel yourself. Yeah. There's no room for cancel culture in no. girls night hangout. 
So I mean, we girls don't not believe with, in cancel yeah. culture, no matter what. Um, I important statements to make, and I'm I'm glad that you did do that. I think that there's open dialogues, but I think that the yeah. consequences of that, I don't think any one person should be a, or any. It's hard, right, guys? Yeah. Cancel culture is its own topic, so I don't know if this is like answering the question, but I do love Will, and uh, and we have connected in a big way. I love that. Yeah. Okay. What celebrity were you starstruck meeting or working alongside? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you got that uh, Jersey accent in you. <laughs> I was getting it in there. Um, starstruck. This is a good idea. This is a good question. Your, eyebr- your eyebrows look so good. By the way, just got them laminated. <laughs> they, they look, look amazing. Good. I just got them laminated. I'm here for the lamination process. Mama is all about doing things that... Uh, like, can you know what I mean? Like self-care, blast. self-care is everything. But I, the lamination thing, guys, try it out because I didn't think it was going to be a thing. I don't know it's what a, that is. I thought it was only Mike. Is it like microblading? No, they like no, push your this. hair up. They, oh. they perm your brow. So part of it is grooming the brow with somebody that is really good at grooming the brow. So it's long enough and it's shaped correctly. But do they and fill they, it in? They when mm, they don't need to at the place I did I did it like an amazing lash which is everywhere. Uh, they they do my they did my lashes although yeah your sure lashes look really good too yeah they do. You no, know, I think I think honestly that magnetic lashes are way easier. Oh yeah, I no, think- I retired from. <laughs> I re- I was a full blown addict lash to lash ex- lash extensions. I'm allergic, so I can't have them. But no, I need to do something with my eyebrows because I have like bald spots inside my try, eyebrows. Try, I have bald spots too, so I did just. I did a little bit here and here. Yeah, that's where I have my bold spots. You, you I am really black. Kim Possible. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. No, okay, that's, sorry. I'm the worst question. I'm curious what you think about it. I'm it. literally like the worst interviewer because I just have ADD <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, your eyebrows look so nice. But okay, yeah. So what celebrity were you starstruck? I really don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Blah. Or, or, or. If you want to get back to that, have your kids seen Kim Possible and Cadet Kelly or, and all the things you have done? So the two-year-old's still too young, but the, the four-year-old, I was showing her uh, KP and she doesn't have the, <laughs> the, she can't watch like a whole episode Yeah, yet. the attention yeah. span. Yeah. yeah. We're still in Coco Melon and Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you weren't. We have like started to show her it. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, that's mommy. Introducing. That's my. And yeah. then, like, I Actually, on Disney Plus, they have an avatar that you can have as your profile avatar, and I have it as KP. Oh, oh that's so cute. I literally just downloaded uh, Disney Plus. You should be KP too. You should have your avatar be. KP. Oh my god, I a hundred percent. Okay, if you weren't the Christy Carlson Romano, what would you be doing in another life? If you were not the actress, singer, dancer, all of the things, what would you be doing? Yeah, that's a fantastic question too. I mean, it's to to say it accurately, I really don't know, and I would I would be very fearful of who I was going to become if I hadn't had the arts in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. or hadn't mm-hmm. had the arts, uh, I really don't know what would have happened to me. However, if I were to you know have a secondary hobby or or passion besides directing, so that's still within the entertainment industry, so I'll sidestep that. It would be opening a spa. Like oh. I don't know. I thought you were going to say cooking. No, actually. No, <laughs> I don't know why. The spa I would I would love Oh my god, I love spas so much. 
Oh yeah. I, I am obsessed. I need a spa day after my morning this today, as oh you my know. Gosh. As I do a, I do my own personal spa. No, me too, but I like you need just a happy ending spa is what <laughs> Yes. That's what you want. I would not be a happy ending spa. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could do a happy ending spa like with a I don't know. No, no. I wonder if there are happy ending spas that are like consensual for females. No, I, I think there is, I think there is because I was watching uh Real Housewives and Denise Richards had a happy ending. Oh really? Yeah. So, but like I, I, yeah, I don't think I could be. I don't. I don't. I'm not into. Ah, uh, no. It's gonna be a no for me. When dog. we were in, when we were in Thailand, <laughs> I Adam, did have a thought. I just had a thought about it though. I did think you, about it you for a slight. <laughs> you thought about it. You weren't gonna do it, but you thought about it. Um, when Adam and I were in Thailand, the girls were just oh, begging, 100%. begging, like pulling him off of my arm to take him for a happy ending massage. I would massage. slice Tyler's penis off if he got a happy ending. It was massage. actually really terrifying because it was like everyone trying to get him. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's do one last question. Yes, and I have the last question, but if you have one, you can ask Maybe it. it's the same one. Maybe it is. What's one piece of advice? Nope. Save that one for last. Okay. The next one I have is, were you aware of how many people were going to love the song We Went to the Moon in 1969? <laughs> oh, my God. So many people message us about that song. So many people. They are like, does she know how iconic <laughs> that was? It's like, I think she knows, but I will ask. You know, they ha- guys, if you're, if you're watching this, you can go see me re- reboot that. Yes. I did the whole thing again on YouTube. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, I, didn't <laughs> I was just shocked when it Me didn't go too. viral. I was like, I, was like I, I actually put money into producing it. I got dancers, like so many things happened, but like, it's, it's just going to be one, it's going to happen out of nowhere and it's going to be like, boom, yeah. you're going to have like yeah, hundred billion followers works. and all that. Um, okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's awesome. end it with a. I feel like you're going to kill this question because you've killed every single question. <laughs> what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I would teach myself the power of no. <gasps> yeah, that is a good one. Cause I'm a yes girl. I just say yes, yes, no, no. I've been starting to say no, but I'm sorry. To, uh, sorry. But it's taken some therapy. It's, it's taken some time for me to say no, but you definitely have so many. I mean, you probably had so many just people that were like, want, 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 want from you, like your yeah. entire life. Like yeah, annoying people that just wanted to gain something from you or just like friends. Like, did you have like friends too that were just not really your friends? Like just groupies. Groupies. I want to, I want to say that they must have been because they're not in my life anymore. Yeah. Right. right. Fuck them. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I taught myself the power of no. See, we're friends now after today. That's it. Yeah, we're, we're your friends. It's done. I feel it. I feel the vibes. And we're close. We're in Texas, guys. I, I know. know. How do you like being a Texan? And what I brought you to so. Texas? I mean, 
literally fires, earthquakes. Yeah. Do you have a Texas license, driver's license? The end of times brought you to Texas. <laughs> and then I'm, I, my husband just got one and I have to go get one. I um, haven't got mine. I have to get mine, but like, I hate we've, the D&D. We've been the here D&D. for three years and we still haven't got one. I was waiting until I got married. So it, I'm so cheap that I, <laughs> that I didn't have to go redo another, you know, driver's license with my new last name on it. But we, our wedding yeah. keeps getting pushed back. So it's like, oh, I just oh. need to go ahead and get it. Yeah. I might go to, I dead ass might go tomorrow. I need to go. You're supposed to. I don't know. Somebody yeah. said you're like, you're like big on. You're supposed After to. After six months. Yeah. Supposed to, it's called. I like already have a Thank plan. You one year of law school. <laughs> no, I have a whole plan of like, what, if I got pulled over, what I would say what to. Say? Yeah. But like, hopefully that never happens. Not a one. Yeah. yeah. So well, you know, it probably wouldn't. They got bigger fish to fry. I'll just but put I, like I'm my boobs it. out and just be like, hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hi. Um, I'll be like, I know you're not from here, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just moved here. How would they know if I went how long I've been here? That's true. That is true. That is true. I'll just be like, I just am visiting some my, my, my friend. Why is your car here? <laughs> I don't know. So you love Texas. You're having a great time in Texas and all is well. I am. I am indeed. You know, I'm still unpacking. Yeah. I'm still kind of getting the lay of the land. Um, I'm really curious about Austin um, and Texas as a whole. Like, I really am excited to try to take some day trips with the hubs to like Fredericksburg and San Antonio. Yes. No, you're going to love Texas. I love it. Well, if you come to Dallas, let us know. Yes. Oh, we are definitely going to hang. Yeah, because I did. I was I moved from Jersey to uh, to Miami to L.A., then to Dallas. Yeah. And Dallas is my favorite. That's really good to know because you're an East Coaster who's seen all the cities and now you're here. Yeah, and it's my favorite because it's more it's like homey. Yeah, it's and L.A. wasn't homey. Jersey, I mean, is my home, but like, but I can't I couldn't live with Tracy. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I just like the weather. I was like, I I couldn't do it anymore. And then my so I moved to Miami, but I was just like partying way too much. And then <laughs> I ended up on The Bachelor. I don't know. <laughs> and then we're here. And then not, and then a boy trapped my ass in Dallas. So here I am. There but I know. love it. But thank you so much for coming on. You're literally so sweet. We yes. are so you don't understand how many of the Girls Night listeners are excited for you. Freaking out. Freaking yeah. out. Having orgasms. To, to be collaborating in this way with you guys, too, because I think that. If people haven't, you know, heard from me in a while, like here I am, come check out my stuff. And yes, tell, um, yeah. tell everyone where to follow you, where to see your YouTube, all the good stuff. Sure. My YouTube is just my name. It's Christy Carlson Romano. That's my channel. Um, I've got some fun new things and obviously some really great new guests. Every Thursday is when we do our throwback Thursday, Christy's Kitchen throwback. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Um, and if you just kind of put my three names in, I'm sure it'll direct you to the exact. We got you, girl. Perfect. You so are, go follow are... her. Let's let's uh, get her numbers up in all aspects. <laughs> and thank you so much for podcasting with us. This is so much fun. We'd love to have you back on if you ever want to promote anything or have anything that you want to share with us. You are Absolutely. always welcome. Are you kidding or me? Or tell I us more stories you. about the call sheet guy. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about the call sheet guy. <laughs> Yeah, oh God, no. But yeah, there's many things to talk about in terms of relationships. But yes, I would gladly come on and, and talk about relationships. And call yeah. us when you're in Dallas. Thank you so much. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Call Lots me, reach fun. me if you want to beat me. <laughs> yes. <laughs>